1: Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries. And creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 169.
2: The 60s have gone past very fast.
1: It's a rapid time, yes. It's a rapid time, yes. It was a rapid time. It was a busy time for all. It was a busy time, absolutely. Yes, 169. 69 way yes yes a hundred yes. times a hundred times <laughs> exhausting well that is exhausting. exhausting how are you nick
2: i'm all right you're all right all right, you all right? you're tired I'm tired why tired are you tired I, <laughs> brains not working
1: well you were saying you were quite enjoying now not having to do lots of an evening because of weeks yes. and weeks and weeks of packing you're now firmly in yeah
2: of, I, I can do nothing because yeah. everything is in storage. Exactly. So, here we go, I want to do something. Well, nothing, you can do nothing. <laughs> you must read this book or play this game or stare into a corner. And those are you those doing ones, all three of those? Those are <laughs> my, my only options currently.
1: That's the dream, surely. How <laughs> yeah. is Baldur's Gate? We were discussing this on Patreon this week. That Very
2: uh... good so far. I got killed by goblins last night. I was yep. not happy. <laughs> what, what did you do? I obviously annoyed them. Did you offend them greatly? I offended them greatly, so they took to stabbing me. Did you serve the port on the wrong side? <laughs> <laughs> These goblins are
1: very fussy. They about are, the They are manners. known
2: to be very pernickety about their manners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're currently recording this racing against a delivery driver. Because um, <laughs> where all the bottles are, they have all the ingredients. And I went, you know I've only got lemons in. You don't need limes, do you? And you went, fuck.
2: <laughs> yes, I need limes. So we decided Shea to order in. we was woefully unprepared. <laughs> For dreadful, a thing I'm not supposed to know about. Stressful behaviour. <laughs> so disorganised.
1: So we decided to order lots of other things, not just sending a delivery driver out for life. No, that, that, that seemed rich. extravagant. Yes.
2: Um, <laughs> so it was like, oh, look, let's get all the chocolate. Yeah. Oh, we going to get chocolate snacks this time? Oh, well, I am. But I don't get any. You didn't ask for any. You, you asked for some tonic water and washing up liquid.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling fancy in my so, cocktail so making. <laughs> they're,
2: they're yours. I'm getting chocolatey snacks.
1: Lovely. It's it's so nice to have you around to the house. Might
2: maybe share. Any poisonings this week? Uh, um, no. No, no. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Okay. Fucking solicitors, hurry up. Yes. Otherwise I am going to poison them. I think I should start issuing threats potentially.
1: I think you just need to be very pushy with think I think, I think my,
2: my emails, how's it going? I just like, can I get an update please? What's going on? I think I'm just being far too nice and polite. I think you need to go, what's going on? If I don't hear back, I'm going to come and kill you. That is
1: one way of doing so it. So I think
2: I need to be more pushy. Yes, in my emails.
1: Famously, lawyers will take issue with that. Will they? And they will have grounds, <laughs> I fear. <laughs> to, t- to give you a big long list of why you shouldn't do oh, that yeah. um, but you don't know until may, you may, try maybe
2: to tone it down slightly somewhere in the middle perhaps
1: I 100% encourage you to do this <laughs> because I would like to see what happens right <laughs> knowing there will be no repercussions on me whatsoever it's all, jail. it's all Sinead's idea Sinead's idea and they will just be going who is Sinead why do you keep blaming everything on her is she a figment of your imagination
2: no she's a witch lives on the hill <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they know not to bother me
2: the limes are here are they here
1: Hey! <laughs> there are
3: lines! Woo! Podcast, my
1: friend. <laughs> but I want my chocolate snacks! You can get those in the break. When you've done... Look, when you've done some more podcasting, then you get a snack. Okay. Then you get a treat. Well, speaking of making people fetch things for you and <laughs> uh, and then drinking them, I think it's time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Oh,
2: yes, we should indeed. Thanks Moscow, this week to Lindsay G.,
1: to Sarah Sophia Sanderson.
2: To Heather Rillow.
1: And to Brit Marvellous. Thank you so much, you lovely, sexy, sexy Patreon subscribers. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed. Thank you to everyone who has upgraded as well. A few upgrades as well. Patreon is completely flexible, so you can come in at $5 a month. You can go to $15 a month if you want a little care package and extra monthly special content. Also, there's been an update on Patreon. It's literally just come through in the last couple of days. So any Patreon subscribers, check your settings in Patreon because you should be able to play those exclusive episodes through Spotify. If you link your Spotify with your Patreon account... How cunning. It should pull through. I encourage people to try. If you have a problem, please message Patreon. Yes, nothing we, to we, we us. Can, we can't do anything about <laughs> no, it. You can. <laughs> we, we don't know. We don't know. But we got a big email going, oh, link up your Spotify. And I've gone and tested it on my one, but then I'm not subscribed to us. So Are you I not? Do, well, no. <sighs> I don't know. It won't let me pull through this stuff Dreadful like my again. own podcast. So I can't listen to it on Spotify. I'm like, well, but I pay. <laughs> I give you money. But still. Yes. So check that out. We uh, We had fun on Patreon this week did we yes we did the lead mask things yes yes the lead mask the lead mystery. mask case We had a mystery on our hands in beautiful Brazil. Yes, the lead mask. That was weird. That was odd. I like the culty elements to it. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) think there was some culty stuff. And aliens. Obviously. 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 Yes. If you want to know what the hell we're talking about, please consider joining us and supporting us on Patreon. Patreon forward slash The Poisonous Cabinet. A lovely place and a lovely community. And we do have more book chat coming up at the end of this month as well. I should probably read a book. Yes, you should. It's a short book this month. It's good. It's very gothic. It's based on Edgar Allan Poe's Fall of the House of Us.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah you
1: like that mm. you like that <laughs> well nick are you ready
2: not to read a book i'm not no
1: but everything else everything goes. else bring it on <laughs> reading no but everything else in between it you will read no warning signs and I will labels read nothing you will just let things be done to you and do them to things exactly to drink cocktails and talk about poison yeah okay or or we could drink some poison and we could just talk about cocktails that's what i too. We well, could do that. Let's do both. Oh, okay, good. Well, Great. that very liquid tonic water cocktail I'm going to mix up in a minute uh, should uh, get us there no matter what. <laughs> Let's go with the first one. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is my story this week, and we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavor our cocktail of the week. My story so my pick, and this week's secret ingredient is... Sheep
2: Sheep Sheep Delightful Sheep
1: Lovely Fluffy Sexy sheep
2: (laughs) Yes Okay
1: Yes a lovely fluffy sheep Lovely lovely, lovely, fluffy sheep A nice fluffy sheep Fluffy lovely sheep You're a Kentish lad You ever been to like the county shows Or like a farming show Where they Where they gussy up the sheep And then they pick the prettiest sheep Yes I mean it's great isn't it
3: (laughs) I love
1: that. When they just like floof up the sheep and <laughs> give them a nice bar. Yeah, exactly.
2: Give them a big, a big old blow dry. <laughs> yeah. the air dries out, really fluff them up a few ribbons in there. It's yes. Fast. Just
1: clean the shit off the back of them, basically, is all it requires. And you've got fluffy sheep.
2: <laughs> yeah, the pretty sheep have a big ribbon.
1: Yeah, mm, we are. Well, these sheep are very clean. All will be
2: revealed. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah. But with sheep, sheep uh, as your inspiration or ingredient, yeah. ingredient. Well, mm, what have you come up with?
2: I was tempted to do a mutton based cocktail.
1: I mean,
2: yeah. But I, I decided against So what we are going to have Okay. We are going to have The Lion and the Lamb Oh my god, okay <laughs> I'm
1: really moved yeah, by that title The Lion and the Lamb It's biblical, isn't it? Uh, it could be Oh, what am I thinking of? Thinking of else. Oh no, there's that terrible line in frickin' Twilight The Lion Fell in Love with the Lamb oh right oh, yeah yes, no. it was, oh my god that's so deep
2: no it's not it was, it was, it was Chris, Christians and the Lions it was the Christians I and the Lions I think you're thinking well, that's 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 no 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 but thing. that there's,
1: yeah in the bible there's Christians and the Lions Those the Christians there, were
2: dressed up as sheep at the time <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on Lions make it sexy make it sexy
2: <laughs> into that amphitheatre cotton wool all over the place
1: <laughs> well they wanted to entice the Lions I bet you they dressed up some Christians as sheep I and mean, let's just see how this affects things see what happens but isn't there another fable about a mouse that pulled a thorn from a lion's paw? Yeah, but no I, lamb,
2: no lambs involved there, though. No,
1: no, I know. I was changing it in my head that a lamb pulls pulls right. a thorn from a lion's paw with his little hooves without disposable <laughs> thumbs, like disposable uh, thumbs.
2: Dis- exp- <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> that's why I was faking it. it didn't work. <laughs>
2: Oh, I like the idea of disposable, <laughs> disposable
1: thumbs. Thumb. The sheep had put on disposable thumbs to give the impression that they would be helpful in that situation. 30 minutes of the sheep trying to get the thorn. Like, I think you need a mouse for this job. I don't think this is going to make the Bible. <laughs>
2: No, I'm still still going with disposable thumbs. Disposable thumbs. (laughs) That's
1: funny. Okay, the lion and the lamb. Lion and the lamb. With or without disposable
2: thumbs, I don't know. Disposable
1: thumbs are optional. (laughs) Yes, it it sounds grand. I'm glad. I'm expecting grand things. I think it is high time for us to parade into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm. So we'll see you in a minute. (laughs) We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Well, Nick, you have some chocolate peanuts, <laughs> chocolate <laughs> so there will be Nats. much crunching and chewing through yum, this, yum, 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 yum. but we also have The Lion and the Lamb. lamb, lamb. It's so grand. It's mm. so grand as a title. I'm glad and you And it, uh, it looks very pretty. Yeah. Orange, orange, golden hue, much like a lion. Lions, much, mane?
2: much like that, yes. Yeah. Much like a lamb.
1: But not like a la- Many orange lambs many, where you come from? Many. Well, you come from Thannet. Who knows what <laughs> goes on down there with your lambs? <laughs> it looks uh, full as well. I approve. <laughs> I'm glad you approve. Yes, as opposed to last week. Uh, yes, yeah, Spirit Forward, which was just bourbon, <laughs> which was fun. Editing <laughs> that back was a lark. <laughs> but yes, it looks very pretty. I think we should dive in. Okay. Okay. So, See what uh, Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. Okay. Mm.
2: Ooh. Okay. Oh, I like that. I like that. that was not what I was anticipating. Fruity. Mm. Sharp. It doesn't have a lot of
1: aftertaste. But True. maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just, we blind ourselves. We have just <laughs> no, main line have a load of chocolate. We, yeah. No, that's nice. That's Ooh, a good one. It's complex. Mm. It's got things. It's got things in it. Things going on. My you know God. what I know is in this?
2: What? Lime. Limes. <laughs> Maybe a bit of lime.
1: Yes, because see, we had to order in, especially. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to say right now that I laughed very hard earlier on. Nick made me laugh. And sometimes when that happens, it loosens something old and decrepit in my lungs. I'm not kidding. This happens sometimes. And it sort of brings on an almost asthmatic kind of effect. Nice. So <laughs> you can hear it. It's actually, it's actually <coughs> your
2: lungs coming loose.
1: I'm coughing. Can you hear that kind of wheeziness? Yeah, there? Yeah. Sometimes it happens. So so I apologise if I sound croaky and I start coughing uncontrollably. But the booze will help. The booze, yeah, absolutely. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so so there's lime. There's lime. Is there something cherry in here? No. Shit. Every time you... <laughs> Bastard. Orange. Juice. No. no. A juice of some kind. Um, apart from lime, no. What, what else is in there? <laughs> I hate the floral fruity ones because I can never guess. And then as soon as you say it, peach... Apricot? No. Nope. Uh, any other fruits? No. Nope. There's no other fruits? What? Okay.
2: This is fun.
1: Floral? <laughs> what? Okay. Um. Uh. I don't know. I don't even know what the main spirit is in this. Is it gin? Nope. You know what? I give up. I give up because it's lies. You're going to turn around and tell me it's a tequila sunrise and I'm sick
2: of this. There's one thing in here that we've never had before.
1: Oh, okay. So that's new. Good. I'm glad I didn't guess that. That's why I didn't guess it because that, that threw me.
2: Right. Yes. Absolutely. Whatever it is. Whatever it may be. Uh, one more guess. One uh, more guess. B-
1: b- like a brandy.
2: No. Okay. Just go. Bourbon. Just, but oh, We're for God's sake! Back on the back on the bourbon again. Right. Then we have some Orger. The
3: almond the almond one, which I
2: actually I just bought all this time. The last time I tried to make Yay. it, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I just thought bugger out, buy a bottle. So yeah, it's got some almond in there. Okay. It has some lime juice in there. I just have some bitters, a bit of Angostura bitters. Okay. Nice. Yes. I know. And the new thing that we've not had before. Yeah, we've not had before pimento. It's known as pimento dram, or also is sometimes called Saint Elizabeth's allspice. What? See, so it's uh, which is a new thing, which I've come across in recipes before, and I thought, I am no, I haven't got that. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to buy it. i not going to buy it. I, thought, I saw this one. I thought, okay, I'm going to buy it. Witchcraft? What? It's, it's the thing
1: that's <laughs> in olives.
2: No, it is. Uh, it is a Jamaican. It comes from Jamaica. And I think it is something to do with what, is, what are they?
1: Well, I actually don't know what that is. I think it's like it's a type of like a type pepper. of a thing. Yes, yeah, it's a it's thing. A it's pepper a pepper that's not but a pepper. It's
2: an allspice, but then lots of other spices. So it's also known known as Saint Elizabeth's allspice. Dram. Oh,
1: um so, so is this meant to have a flavour of, of allspice then? Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Oh grab grab the bottle. Oh, okay. It's actually, it's really, it's it's really nice. So it smells, it smells really good. I think it'd be great at Christmas.
1: No, this is lovely. God, now you've said it, it's got a sort of a spicy clovey, all yeah, spiciness it's, to, it's, it's to it, a, hasn't it's, it?
2: It's a rum-based so, it's a rum base with lots of spices. I mean, but in, a, in a rum based. <laughs> secret um, spices. Secret spices. Many, many secret spices. You
1: are making it sound like it's the KFC secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't that, that's great. Uh, yeah. That's uh, great. And, I'd, and, I'd bottle yeah. that. Oh, so, okay, well, then I'll together with the bourbon. No, Boats. you said it. It's spicy. All I'm getting is all spice. Of course, of course it's that.
2: It does have a Christmassy, Christmassy twang. Yeah, so,
1: this is a good Christmassy so, so, drink. Yeah,
2: a good Christmassy drink as
1: well. I'm, I'm also blown away by the colour of that. Mmm. Because that doesn't make sense to me. Because bourbon is is brown. Well, this I think it's is very been, brown. It's been
2: diluted by just by the the lime and the the orge. Have oh, just yeah, sort of, I guess yeah, so. mellowed mellowed the colour.
1: Oh yeah, you can make many a Christmassy cocktail mm. with that. I wonder what else you what else
2: would you serve that with? Would you serve it over ice or is it always a mixer? No, I think you could absolutely do it do it neat with some ice shots. Maybe mm, not shots. For,
1: for my chest, for my wheezy chest. <laughs> It seems like the sort of thing that would
2: soothe it. In a wee little sherry glass. Yeah. In a very civilised way. All right, well, we'll
1: have a little glass of, of this yeah. after the podcast when you help me roll up my tent that I unfolded earlier. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That's fine. It's a challenge. Oh, physical challenge. Things, fun, fun things to look forward to. Well, you get to drink while judging me doing all the physical labour. Oh, that's fine then. very much sounds like you want
2: me to get involved in the physical labour.
1: I just need you to direct me because I'm short oh, and fine. it's a huge tent
2: and I need Left to bit, fold right it up. a bit, right a bit. Yeah, that. No, you've missed the fridge. Come on,
1: <laughs> come out now. <laughs> and come leave, out and leave, now. I need another drink.
2: Come on, and, to the freezer. The freezer's on the right. Tent's blown away by now. <laughs> he
1: said, uh, "There's no tent anymore." I'm like, "But Nick, the tent." You're like, "Screw the tent. Screw the tent. I want to sell the, the tent for more pimento." Lovely. Well, that is a resounding success. And the name, uh,
2: why? I'm neither. No <laughs> the lion
1: of the lamb. It makes
2: no sense. So, no, it's the bourbon, the lion, and mm. it's been tamed by the lovely other things. Well, lamb's pretty spicy if it is. By the almondy lamb, spicy (laughs) almondy lamb. Yeah, sounds like a lovely stew, actually. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm down with this. (laughs) Lovely. Well, with the lion and the lamb firmly in hand.
2: Oh, that was some ham. Nice Christmassy ham. I thought you were just rhyming there.
1: Sorry, I thought you were going with a lamb and then some ham, and and then we'll put it on some spam. spam. (laughs) Make
2: a nice little glaze. glaze. A
1: glaze. Oh. Oh,
2: go get a, ham? <laughs> Fetch a ham, Fetch ham! Fetch a ham, woman! Fetch a ham! You don't ha- have one. You're Irish. There should be three in the house at least.
1: Yeah, with the cocktail and various recipes um, in our head. Some ham. <laughs> on our way to ham, shall we also go via story? Why, bill? Yes, absolutely. Would you like a story?
2: Yes. All okay.
1: Well, I'll. You know what? You've got chocolate. You've got chocolate covered raisin. There's a bit of ham in the fridge <laughs> if you want to go and get some. <laughs> so, this week we have a story. And again, one that I thought we must have done this. Mm. How have we not done this story? A few people guessed about it on when we put the secret ingredient out mm. on social media. Not of the story, but where we might be going. We are going to Australia.
2: Oh, that's quite cheapy.
1: Yep, very sheepy. There are a lot of sheep Very out there. sheepy. Not going to New Zealand. Sorry, the people who said New Zealand and started to argue we have more sheep. Mm. <laughs> no, it is Australia. We're going down under.
2: Okay.
1: Tell the story of the botany murderess.
2: Ooh. The Botany Bay Borgia. Botany Bay. Oh, yes, I have heard this. Mm, you know, Borgia of Botany Bay. of Botany Bay.
1: Yes, yes. But an interesting story, because you sort of hear the headline and you go, oh, I'll come back to it. And then you dive into it and go, oh, that's great. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. The first woman to be hanged in Sydney. Mm. And coincidentally, the last woman to be executed <laughs> okay. in New South Wales. This is the tale of Louisa Collins. Now, it's also a story that gives pause for thought, because lots of people have revisited this case in recent years and gone back and gone hey should she have what happened to her should it have happened at all should we think about this in a different way so people may have pause for thought in it are we going to present the facts as best we have them and I will say right now that a lot of the facts are taken from newspaper reports that were very very biased (laughs) Which makes for great podcast writing Mm, because people are reporting this absolutely as true when it's very much opinion cited on the newspaper where Mm. they can go, oh, she a bitch. Let's go with
2: alternative facts.
1: But yes, so, you know, exercise your judgment as we go. I'll also give a shout out to the beautiful book The League of Lady Poisoners which we received an advance copy mm, of I've heard of that book very very kindly received an advance copy of this beautiful book that is out in the autumn and it is an illustrated guide to lady poisoners yeah. over, over the centuries and many of the cases that we've covered but very well written very beautifully illustrated Louisa Collins was in here and I was researching and it was just coincidence we got the book so off we go down under so Louisa Collins was born Louisa Hall in August in 1847. So August not the
3: same. <laughs> Okay.
1: There's <laughs> a small link. In Scone, or scone, depending how you want to say it, New South Wales, she is the fourth of nine children to Henry and Catherine Hall. Henry, originally from Birmingham in England, mm-hmm. huzzah, mother from Dublin.
2: Yes, what, what are they doing in Australia? Well, in the one I imagine they weren't too nice or 1800s. they've done something naughty.
1: Uh, Catherine, fine. Catherine just, just emigrated. Right. Just wanted a new life down under. Who can blame her? It's a beautiful right. place. Henry, uh, transported. Transported there in 1832. Stealing a shoe. We don't know what it was. I did try and dig around and find out. If anyone knows, let me know. But, please, <laughs> but, but but feel free to guess if you want to, because he does not figure in this story beyond this point that he birthed the woman we're going to talk about. Did he? So, well, he yeah, he provided the seed. Right. I mean he didn't give birth <laughs> so to he, her.
2: He birthed her? Okay. Fathered. Seeded. <laughs> Who the hell has ever said that? I did just now. Yeah, and don't ever say it again.
1: Catch on. It really won't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that was it. Maybe that was his crime. Seeding all over the place. (laughs) So anyway, he cleaned himself up and went to Australia, transported. But he Got his freedom, was able to marry, met lovely Catherine, Irish woman. And they went on and had many, many, many Many, babies. Many many, many many babies. 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 Not terribly wealthy, as you can imagine, but Mm -hmm. hardworking. And Louisa was raised in this sort of hardworking family and expected to go into service by the age of about 14. She would have to start working. Now, not much else is known about her childhood Mm. other than her. In her early years, she was, according to one report, the pet of the village. Oh. Lovely, beautiful her life is all about work and, you know, okay. having to scrape together a living. She's also blessed with good looks. She is, oh, Louisa, lovely, plump, she's called, plump, brunette, ooh, mm. uh, eyes, apparently. Je- my God. <laughs>
2: What a beauty! She had eyes. She had
1: eyes. Yeah, the whole lot, the whole package. My God! Makes her sound terribly she had plump brown eyes. Plump brown. They'd protruded from the skulls. <laughs> yes. The rest of her shocking in a, in a, in a box.
2: It was very disturbing.
1: <laughs> but of a charming nature, very pleasing on the eye, and of a charming nature, and she attracted many admirers. Lots of young men wanted to to step out with her, to call upon her in her teenage years. Louisa loves this. Oh, of course she does. Loves the attention. I mean, because what else is there to do? What else is there to do? You're either helping the family work and slave and eat and sleep barely and then work again, and then you're going into service. You're going to find fun wherever you can. Oh, yeah. And she found fun flirting. in is that old needlework. <laughs> needlework. <laughs> Those are your options. <laughs> Very erotic needlework <laughs> she was doing, showing it to all the boys through the window. According to the Sydney Evening News, she had a reputation as with good looks, attractive presence... And winning ways. She was no sooner in her teens that she developed all the qualities of a country coquette, <gasps> and earned herself the reputation for being a heartless flirt. Oh! She consequently had many suitors and youthful sweethearts.
2: I, sounds delightful.
1: Yes, I feel like that's your sort of aspiration, actually, to be a to be a country coquette. I am, thank you. <laughs> aspiration indeed. How you? <laughs> You're known in oh, all oh, the boroughs. I have <laughs> achieved that many times over. <laughs> So she is enjoying being coquettish and flirting with all the boys. But at the age of 18, she meets a man named Charles Andrew, a butcher working in Scone. And he is 14 years her senior. I say meet. Mother sort of shoves her in his direction. He is a widower, apparently. He needs a wife. He needs a wife. He needs someone to handle all the chops. So he's a butcher. It doesn't appear to be a very good one because his career sort of does is, does not continue in butchering, which which always puzzles me. It's like how bad a butcher can you be? But more well, quite bad. Well, maybe maybe he didn't. Maybe there weren't even pigs he was cutting up or calves. <laughs> it was just bits of wood and everyone like. There's only so many splinters we can <laughs> handle before we raise an issue there. He's a sensible man for the daughter to wed. He's available. That's the main thing. <laughs> oh great. So Louisa and he were married. Loser would later say, I never liked or cared for Andrews. He'd always been very boring. And he is. He is very set in his way, steady, boring, doesn't have any vices, doesn't want to do anything apart from earn a wage, raise children, sit down, stare at the wall, read from the Bible, maybe occasionally, and then same thing,
2: all over again tomorrow. Out of of many of the husbands we've covered, it doesn't sound like the worst. He's not
1: (laughs) the worst as far as we can see. No, there's no inference of any violence. Yeah. But he has very firm ideas about, you know, no, this is your life. Whereas Louisa doesn't agree with this. She's young. She's flirtatious. She wants to go dancing. She really likes to drink. She's tried beer oh. and she's also tried brandy. My God. And she has developed a taste for it. Nice. Oh, yes. She We're likes it. We're on well, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> After the first of her children is born, starts drinking Relentlessly, if the report is to be believed, she's a woman who drinks every day, and that's cause for scandal. <gasps> Drunkenness, a mm-hmm. woman who drinks, <gasps> my, my, my my my, rather than just a small pimento at Christmas. <laughs> In the marriage, she she does her duty in that they have nine children. That's a pretty good guy,
2: yeah.
1: Two unfortunately die in infancy um, just because babies die. That's the, that's just the But way. yes, she's shooting out babies. In between this, she is going out dancing and drinking as much as she can. But Charles is always there to reprimand her. He's like, no, You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be going out. You should be at home looking after the children. None of this drink, Having none more of that. Babies. More babies, more babies. That's your job. Now, where people start to feel sympathy for Louisa is this set up really if you can look back in hindsight what has she got to live for she's she's sort of forced into yeah. a marriage with a man who's very boring and that's your life have babies help him with work don't go out don't have fun if you enjoy a tipple no that's not allowed you're a woman women don't do such they don't know things. Men fun. now we don't know how much she really was drinking at this point nowadays who gives a shit <laughs> Back then, she could have been having the occasional sherry and would have been called a drunkard, or she could have been absolutely <laughs> necking bottles of tequila, even though that wasn't widely available.
2: absolutely out of her mind every night.
1: Out of her mind, singing and dancing, causing a scene. But basically, it's it's talked about enough that she is a drunkard. Life's not getting any easier for the family, as I said. Charles struggling for work as a butcher, not doing very well at that.
2: Well, if his wife's out cavorting at all hours, how can he be how expected could he possibly cut up things? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> how can you identify a cow at 50 paces <laughs> no he was granted a license to slaughter animals in his own yard okay within a year he had somehow managed to rack up enough debt that he was declared insolvent
2: how bad a butcher are you yeah
1: how do you have that much debt there's no inference that he was a gambler or anything like that
2: or yeah, probably just a bad businessman he, mm. he probably he may well have been an excellent butcher and skilled with a blade and all that sort of stuff. But if you're a terrible, terrible businessman, I'm going, right, okay, I'm going to order 12 cows. And he gets 12 cows <laughs> delivered, and 11 of them are rotted before the first one's bits have been sold yeah. or whatever. Then he's like, oh, fuck. I didn't think that one through. Order one cow at a time next time. Um,
1: yeah, he, because he had that license in his yard. Yeah. His yard is
2: full it's, it's, of it's, exotic creatures. There's like cows and peacocks and ostrich and there's <laughs> a kangaroo in a corner. It's like, kangaroo's the assistant. Um, it's just like, no, stop buying animals.
1: It's a small town it's as small well. T- yeah. it's a village really it's like there's not a lot of demand for yeah. it so maybe that's it Maybe i not it. into
2: exotic meats like we are now <laughs> there's, there's an alligator in the corner no one wants to eat that
1: I don't know back in the bush in the day obviously you ate what you could yeah so it's a you village
2: can, yeah still village so people if they want to order a sheep or get a bit, get a bit of lamb <laughs> or a beef or whatever they they probably don't have their that. own
1: that's the thing they probably have their so, own
2: yeah I think probably just bad bad businessman
3: Yeah,
2: we're
1: spending a lot of time on Charles being yeah. a, shit businessman. a shit businessman and I think we should
2: we I think should. we should Absolutely. I don't understand
1: how he became bloody declared bankrupt but anyway they kept they move. they have to move several times I know
2: why they didn't sell chocolate coated peanuts in their shop.
1: <laughs> if he just had a sideline in that, a little stack of those on a shelf somewhere, he would have made a fortune. <laughs> no one talks about that, you know. They they moved several times for him to find work. I feel like he was leaving just all sorts of scandal in his wake yeah. that no one wanted to look into. I'm a lot of dead
2: animals. on A lot <laughs>
1: of dead animals. Like, oh, okay, this did not work out. Maybe he was doing something with the animals. You never know. Oh, um, but he. Um, thanks for that. What? I'm not saying anything dirty. Just saying, maybe putting on a marionette show or <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wasn't a very good butcher. Mm. <laughs> Entertain the children. No, he would go on to work for a variety of people. A bone dust manufacturer. Always good. A
2: bone dust manufacturer.
1: Bone dust manufacturer. It does okay. sound like shades of um, Madame Rachel, actually. Yeah, get some bone dust for your face. Bone broth. Worked as a carter, driving around stuff, and he also then found work at a wool shed in Botany, Sydney in the early 1880s. So he's helping to deliver wool and the animal hides between the woolhead, the slaughterhouse, and the tannery. They ended up living in an area called Frog's Hollow.
2: Nice in Botany.
1: Now uh, Botany Bay. Now I got the
2: new place, Frog's Hollow.
1: Oh my god, that's a great idea, Frog's Hollow.
2: I like that. (gasps) So good. That's a good name. Oh, I'm see go. seeing that. No one else has
1: that. <laughs> trademark, trademark, <laughs> trademark. Well, frogs Hollow aside, Botany Bay. Now, if anyone has been there, and a lovely Australian listeners will confirm, Botany Bay is now a beautiful place. Absolutely stunning. Gorgeous. Full of smugglers, it is. It, well, yes, absolutely full of smugglers. That's their main selling point on well, all the tourism ads. <laughs> the one in Broad says is Botany Bay in Australia, mate. You I, I cannot was named after stress the that, that enough.
2: One? What? Do you think it was named after the one?
1: Well, it was English settlers who named it. It was Captain Cook. I don't think
2: it was named after
1: Broadstairs though. At the time, bit of a swamp and a slum, mm. not very nice. Swampy, swampy, swampy. This is an area where all the houses are crammed together. So workman's cottages, because this is a really huge area for the for the wool trade, for tanneries, for for animal carcass. You have all of these houses crammed together, one water pump between I don't know 900 houses. My God, or quite a few certainly. Poor sanitation. They take a four-bedroomed house. So this is the couple, and by then they're six children, but they also have to rent out space in the house to borders in order to make ends meet. So, cramped, cramped living conditions. Yeah. Um, Charles is still reportedly known as a sober, honest, good-hearted, simple-minded man. Good for him. Man. Oh, there we are, there we are. Uh, not the best businessman, but we'll forgive everything. With his drunken wife. Well, Louisa is in turn known as a drinker uh, who was fond of dress and gaiety, and never dropped her habits
2: of flirtation. So that's where all that's where all the money went went on frocks. Well, maybe,
1: maybe, Uh, maybe his insolvency went on booze and
2: frocks. Spending, spending, spending. She was also
1: seldom sober when at home. Mm. Aren't we all? So Charles took his wife to task multiple times for the inappropriate behaviour she displayed around the borders of the house. It was always gentlemen, always gentlemen. Mm. And she liked to go, hello, 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 how are you? How are you? Oh, no! Oh my oh, my shoulder. Oh, my, my ankle. Coming, coming
2: out of the bathroom in a scantily clad in a dressing gown.
1: Oh, indeed, yes, absolutely. Only just wearing six nightgowns, That <laughs> was the style at the time. But things got really worse when one Michael Collins moved in. Not the Irish freedom no, Not him, okay. No, not him. Michael was also... a driver for the same company as Charles and Louisa takes a liking to him yeah. oh, he's in his 20s when he moves mm. in, she's in her 30s now, he's good looking and he enjoys Louisa's company. Oh, he's taken with her. She's attractive and she's still she's a very slightly charming. slightly older woman. slightly older woman. She knows a thing or two. She's had a lot of children. So she must have done it that many times. She's done it at least nine times. At <laughs> yeah, least nine times.
2: <laughs> we practice at least once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not long before whispers are <laughs> circulating around Frog's Hollow. Probably people just shouting through the walls, actually, rather than whispers. Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Louisa and Michael, they have been stepping out together. They have been seen literally in the bushes. This is not just in the bush, in the bushes, kissing and canoodling (gasps) behind one little shrub, maybe, on a street. We can see you. (laughs) Canoodling behind a shrub. (laughs) Yes. They like to take tram rides together. Oh. And they would kiss on the tram. (gasps) Never heard it called that before. <laughs> yes, lots of kissing going on. Lots of kissing on trams and in bushes and, and th- shagging. We'll throw in some shagging in there as well. Louisa is only interested in her new lover, letting housework slip. Hmm. And Charles can only turn a blind eye for so long. He's out all day earning the wage, coming back to a disorderly house and his wife straddling the border. He eventually orders Michael out of the house. That's it. Enough's enough. Out you go. Michael leaves, but he still keeps sneaking back to see Louisa. One night, Charles comes home from work and he finds Michael sitting in the living room, probably in his chair. This turns into a blazing row where Charles literally throws Michael out of the house, like throws him onto the street, shouting and screaming that, you know, he did never come back, never darken my door again, and saying to Louisa, the same fate is coming to you. I will throw you out on the street. This carries on. Louisa is indignant Indignant with rage, how dare he? How dare he behave so appalling to her
2: and her lover? I'm, I'm not liking Louisa. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm trying to be sympathetic. I'm trying, but no, just don't like her. She goes straight to the police station
1: to report her husband for this terrible behaviour.
2: Her lover, yes,
3: yes, for
1: right. throwing him out on the street, and he is appalling. And like, they must do something. Police are like, eh, yeah. no, no, I don't think so. I think they do come to the house. As it's reported, they come around and go, uh, maybe not. But Louisa is not going to give up. No, I can not going not. to give up her hot young lover. And wouldn't you know it, Nick? Mm-hmm. A few weeks later, Charles starts to feel quite ill.
2: Mm. Quite unwell. What a surprise.
1: Stomach pains, vomiting, diarrhea. Yeah, the usual. The usual. The usual. Cholera yeah cholera obviously it's cholera he lives in the slums of course it is doctors are sent for he's given medicine but over the course of a week he gets worse and worse and worse the medicines aren't doing anything for him louisa not fast at all
2: no i can't imagine that bomb.
1: oh dear oh no oh my oh what a shame she is more pressing matters to attend to than attending her sick husband oh, absolutely. she has to go straight to sydney to draw up a new will for her husband
2: the important things
1: Needs to make sure that everything goes to her, should anything happen to him, including that lovely life insurance policy oh, that absolutely. he has. Worth $200. Equivalent of about $20,000 now. a lot of booze. A lot of booze. A lot of booze. Charles does sign the will, and it's witnessed. Yeah. So it's not like she's forged anything. She's gone to draw up while he's ill like please sign this quite quickly it's not
2: surprising that a husband would leave everything to his wife no not Um, at all so yeah yeah, so that's not an unexpected sort of will to have one Mm. would imagine as
1: well yes and also he's got lots of children so and traditionally children from his first marriage well i don't think that there are children from the first marriage but he has an eldest son herbert and herbert would be entitled to some of the inheritance Mm. He just would automatically be entitled to it. So I don't know if that was the rush about the will. It goes all goes to Louisa. On the 2nd of February, 1887, Charles dies. Mm. The cause of death on the death certificate would read that it was of acute gastritis.
2: <gasps> Those damn gases.
1: Yep. Acute stomach. Louisa, of course, does what any grieving widow would do. She leaves her children to watch the corpse, maybe with a neighbour looking in the window, while she goes straight to Sydney to inform the bank and the insurance company of his death.
2: Money, you, please! You've got to get this admin sorted out. Absolutely. Otherwise it just runs away with you It just hangs over you, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. It just, it just, get it done, get it finished with, and you don't have to worry about it. You can think about other nicer things.
1: Mm, absolutely. So, yeah, the kids are just in, in the house with the yeah, body. With the yes. Yeah, a neighbour comes round to check on the kids and she comes back like, what the fuck are you doing with like, Oh, no, thank you. Oh, that's great. No, we'll yeah. sort out the wake. Can you help me sort out the wake as well? Louisa also doesn't tell, apparently, her eldest son, Herbert, who had moved out of the house, mm. who was an adult, doesn't tell him her father's died because he would have a claim.
2: Yeah, it does sound like he was potentially from the first marriage or something.
1: It seems that all the reports are written that he is her son. Okay. Yeah. That seems particularly so, harsh.
2: Yeah. If that's the case.
1: Yeah, maybe it has been convoluted over the time So maybe it is from a previous one But all the other ones seem to imply that it's her, her eldest son But she doesn't want him muscling in That's
2: particularly shitty
1: When she comes back to the house She prepares the body But rather than throwing a sombre wake It's more of a massive party Party time Party time, yeah She doesn't wear black Doesn't wear morning dress She puts on her finest frock She is positively grinning, smiling oh, Indeed Smiling because Charles has gone and she is free. She is free. Mm. She doesn't have to live with her boring old husband anymore. Now, yes, we can look at that as okay. She was stuck in a marriage. She didn't really like, but also... <laughs> no, I'm ooh. not seeing it like that. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> newly flush with cash... Louisa welcomes Michael back into yeah, the house. Of course she does. But days, days, days after her husband has been buried, much to the shock of the neighbours. Mm. And they are walking around arm in arm, blatant, brazen about it. And everyone's like, okay, she's a widow, fine, she's eligible and she's got all this money. But come but it's on. It's been three days, come it's on. not been long. <laughs> And they buy new clothes, they buy new furniture for the house. Apparently they move house at one point, but she really wants to go back to that house in Frog's Hollow. Why, she's
2: got such fond memories there.
1: Clearly, clearly. When she moves, she can't buy back her original house, but she buys a house right behind it, apparently. So it can't be even that much of a slum. Mm. But yeah, new clothes, new furniture. Also the matter of um, Michael's gambling debts, which she pays off. Of course. Of course she would. She and Michael were married three months after her first husband had passed away. The wedding registration had her age down as 28 and him as 26. Lies. She was 39 at the time. So I don't know who she was lying to there, whether it was Michael or the Herself, priest. Herself, I feel.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, honestly, I do. Don't you think I look young? Young. They're together now. Everything should be fine. They've got all that money. Eh,
3: not too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah
1: nope, Louisa is still enjoying the drink as she has the money to enjoy it. Michael is still helping himself to all her money Mm. because he still likes the gambling and he's amassing quite a lot of debt. So that big old inheritance, which should have taken care of them and the children for quite a while, mm -mm, that is being absolutely whittled down, depleted very, very rapidly. Her eldest son around this time, Herbert, comes to visit her because he's found out his father has died Mm. and comes a knocking on the door. And there is a report that he comes in and he finds the children are dirty and unkempt and sort of running wild. She's pissed. Uh, Her new husband, she's married again. Right, Mm. I didn't know about that. And she's kind of confrontational with the son and he's saying, well, where's the inheritance? She's like, we've spent it, we've spent it. We've, we've spent it all and he was like but I could have invested it into a business yeah. and taken care of everyone why would you do this and it ends up with them having a blazing round and he becomes a strange. and she like kicks him out this is his report later on so it's yeah of course he was like and I would have absolutely invested all of that money in taking care of everyone around it he does paint himself as a very saintly picture but he has still just found out his dad has died I really don't like her I (laughs) really 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 don't like her (laughs) I am with you on this as well I'm not a big fan of Louisa but people have feelings Mm. about this so I'm being balanced I'm being as balanced as it can be on that i do think though it's very convenient with family members later tell their story to the paper and they act like For they were sure. the most saintly people Absolutely. in the world who walked through the door i'm sure he did walk in and went what the fucking yeah. shit has gone on here louisa does fall pregnant and gives birth to a baby boy with michael the baby died five months later the baby had been suffering from stomach problems it did not have a very strong constitution Some reports of the time are a little bit iffy, but others are just the baby died. The baby was not strong. And rumors would swirl that the Louisa wasn't that bothered. Wasn't that bothered. Another child. Not really remorseful. But that Michael was very upset by it. Very affected by his baby son's death. The baby ends up being buried in a pauper's grave. All that money... It's all gone. It's all gone. Or it doesn't go on a decent burial for the baby. So we're now left in this situation where the money is gone. Michael is grieving the loss of this baby boy. Louisa doesn't seem to be that affected. And things are taking a turn because now Michael has fallen ill. Mm. And yeah. I think that might be time
3: for a drink. <laughs> I think
2: it probably is. Yes. <laughs>
3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: So Nick. Yes. We have our drinks. We do. Michael has terrible stomach pains. Yes. While working at the tannery and the wool shed and his job carting things to and fro, he is seen vomiting violently complaining of terrible, terrible stomach pains and has to be taken to his bed. Now, this time round, when the husband is in bed suffering, Louisa is very attentive. Okay. Very attentive. She seeks medical attention repeatedly, goes to a doctor in Sydney asking for whatever medicines he can provide. She gives them to her poorly husband, tends to him, gives him mixtures in milk, in these tumblers of milk that she gives it to him. He's not getting any better. She asks the Sydney doctor, Dr. Marshall, to come to her home to examine him. As he comes to the home, he also consults the local doctor who had treated her first husband. And they look at Michael, and then the other doctor goes, Oh, Charles, he was very, very similar. What happened to him? I don't know what that accent was, by the way. Oh, and he's like, What the hell are you saying? But they somehow conclude the symptoms are very similar. And this is quite odd. Mm. And Dr. Marshall strongly suspects that poison is at play. Yes. He does not think this is normal. The other doctor probably goes, oh, yes, yes, I definitely thought that too. Didn't say anything at the time when Charles died. I just said it was stomach pain. But I knew, yes, yes. I agree entirely. A lot of of hindsight there. Michael gives no indication that he's worried that anything is happening Mm. to him, that there's any pain or anything. But on the 8th of July, 1888... He dies at home. Mm. So, the doctors collectively refuse to give a death certificate to Louisa. They're her asking for it. And, Where's my death certificate? Yeah, no. Yep. No, and they report his death to the police. They bring it to their attention. The constables come, confiscate all the medicines in the house, the tumbler of milk mm-hmm. that she had been giving to her husband is on the side. They take that away. They take that away. They don't cover it up, but they just take it. like, there we are, it's evidence. Mm. But everything is stripped to the house. Louisa is indignant during all of this, is completely distraught, saying that she will leave and she'll walk away, but the police say no, you stay right here because we are now investigating this. Yeah. You aren't going anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. There's going to be an inquest. An autopsy is indeed carried out on Michael's body. The coroner reports that Michael's stomach contained a very large quantity of
2: <laughs> What could it be? <laughs>
1: Arsenic! (laughs) Arsenic alarm! Arsenic alarm! Arsenic alarm! Ooh, so much arsenic we have this (laughs) month. So much
3: arsenic.
1: The 60s have all been about the arsenic, haven't they? (laughs) Yes, arsenic is found in his stomach, enough to kill him. Mm. Apparently the milk glass that was taken from his home and the medicines were also tested, and they find trace amounts of arsenic everywhere. (gasps) Arsenic arsenic here, arsenic there, arsenic everywhere. (laughs) Louisa is arrested. Good. Now, inquests. Formal inquests are now held, following the autopsy, into Michael's death. And it's also decreed that Charles should be dug up. Nice. And the baby. And the baby for testing. So inquests into them, too. Because before, just shove them in the ground. Mm. So now, all these inquests are going on to determine whether she will stand trial. Michael is determined to have died from arsenical poisoning. Arsenical. Arsenical poisoning. But of course, they need to determine who had given it to him. Louisa had her own theory that she presented I'm to sure the she inquest. <laughs> she said Michael had poisoned himself. Okay. Slowly had been ingesting arsenic, had been taking it. Now people took arsenic at the time Me. over several days because of his heartbreak at losing the baby.
2: Right. Oh, so he was actually attempting suicide. He was actually attempting to kill yes. himself.
1: Yes, not just that he was taking it to give him a jolt or anything. It seemed mm. to be that he was trying to take his own life. She also made there are better
2: ways. the
1: point that why would she kill Michael? She had nothing to gain from his death. There was no life insurance. He was massively in debt. Yeah, Him dying did nothing for her situation.
2: Well, it, it frees her up to go and find some other sucker. Mm-hmm.
1: Mabes, But she could make that point penniless and in debt that's what was left with because she was left with all of his debts yeah. as well still the inquest concluded that Louisa had poisoned her husband Good. Michael she would stand trial for this the inquest into the baby no trace of arsenic found it was disregarded oh, okay. Charles's body very faint amounts of arsenic mm. Again, this has been questioned because we've had many a case where bodies are dug up and a tiny, tiny, tiny trace well, of arsenic. was used in
2: embalming and things. So it's in the ground. In ground yeah, it's so in it's... the
1: ground and it's in everything that you took back then. So it's normal to find a bit of arsenic, but compared to Michael, who mm. seemed to have like, bucket, like bucket three spot. grains <laughs> of it in there. But still, that's enough. They go, arsenic, arsenic in Charles's body. Yep, yep. She's to be tried for his murder as well. He died from arsenic poisoning and she did it. Okay. She did it. So they shall stand trial. On to the trials, Nick. And I say trials. Mm. Trial number one. Okay. 1st of August, 1888. She stands trial for murdering Michael Collins, her second husband. At this trial, it's when her own daughter... May, who aged 11, takes the stand Mm. and gives the chilling evidence that while she was dusting, she noticed a box was missing from the shelves in the house. A box that she remembered having a great big rat on the front of it. (laughs)
2: Okay. And
1: had the slogan, Ruff on Rats. on Rats. Good old "Rough on Rats (laughs) was missing. Was missing around Mm. the time that Michael got ill. The defense insists again that it was suicide. He was taking arsenic himself. The prosecution counter no one would take arsenic over that many days and torture themselves to yeah, death. No. That's mad. The jury cannot reach a verdict. Um. All the evidence is circumstantial. Yeah they can't find evidence to go she definitely gave him the poison this business with the milk and the arsenic in the milk as well, well m- there was medicine in there as well and it's not that wasn't enough to kill him yeah, so is that an indication did he, she put in stuff or did he put it in there himself yeah. who did it okay Mistrial. Case is thrown out. On each of the occasions, it's lovely in the court reporting that the jury is locked up overnight and then released. because they Okay, you can't go anywhere until we've decided, okay, fine, you can go. go, Okay, let's try again. Trial number two. October 1888. Again, for the murder of Michael Collins. The same evidence is presented, but with a fun addition. With a fun addition. Now, we remember what Michael's job was. Uh, In the tannery? Yeah, Uh, driving, handling... all sorts of things yep carting stuff around hides and stuff and handling sheep pelts that might have been treated Mm. with arsenic Uh.
3: they make
1: this claim seemingly not very eloquently however it's a very good argument Mm. really underneath everything is that Him being in contact with animal hides all the time and him picking them up and transferring them, particularly sheep and particularly all the wool and everything like that, sheep are treated with arsenic to get rid of all the parasites, famously, famously. So they say, well, could that not have contributed to his death? If he was handling it, would he not have had arsenic in his system? The, the, the issue there is that, well, why isn't everyone who's ever worked there well, dead? Yes,
2: yes. why isn't everyone in the entire factory dead?
1: But the sheep, the sheep are the ones who are guilty. There right. you go, sheep.
2: <laughs> so, but that combined with the little she, he was taking for medicinal purposes, Maybe. just pushed him over the edge.
1: Could be, could be. The judge tells the jury... No, that's rubbish. Don't listen to that. (laughs) Don't listen to that. But it tells them you still need to give Louisa the benefit of reasonable doubt. Mm. Regardless of the sheep business, do you have a reasonable doubt? The jury do and they're unable to reach a verdict. Trial number three. 12 days later. This time they will go for Charles Andrews.
2: Yep. First husband.
1: Okay. Let's put her on trial for that one. Maybe change it up a bit. Same evidence, same evidence again, but just move it to another husband. Okay, Defence put puts forward the idea that this is accidental absorption on his part as well because he worked in the same industry. They bring in the owner of the company that Charles worked for, Mr. Geddes, and he confirms that hides that he would have handled did have arsenic they would have been treated in that way but he also said in his 19 years of business no one has ever died from this so uh, it's there again more evidence jury can't reach a verdict no done you'd think this would be the time where you go okay we tried no crack on trial number four nick trial number four december 1888 jack the ripper stalks the streets back to michael collins third time now they're trying her for the murder of Michael Collins and this is excessive mm. at best regardless of what you think prosecution will not let this go normally it would only take two Mistrials for this to be abandoned but they keep going this time weirdly at this time mr. Gettys is called again now he would been testifying in Charles's yeah. case and he comes in with Michael but now he says that Michael hadn't handled any hides that had had arsenic treatment
2: okay
1: so he says Charles had, but Michael, which was a defense they 'd used two trials ago, if mm. we're keeping up, no he didn't no, he wouldn't he didn't. so so let 's throw that out. No, there's no way that he would have done that, so okay. this time, it only takes the jury two hours to return a guilty verdict. Uh-huh. Louisa Collins is convicted of murder. Judge Darley, passing sentence, says that the murder of Michael Collins was one of the most peculiar atrocities. <laughs> And he said to Louisa, you watch the slow torture and painful death. And this apparently without a moment's remorse, he says, as he sentences her to hang. Mm. Now, there is a lot of the reports about this case come from an account in the Sydney Evening Herald that was written around the time. Shows the level of journalistic professionalism (laughs) that you're dealing with. They wrote the Botany Bay Poisoner has been called the modern Borgia. And the comparison is apt enough to a certain extent. Both women were cold-blooded murderesses. And both were as incestuous as they were criminal in each other's respects.
2: Right. In each other's respects.
1: Lucretia Bourger was, however, a woman of education, of superior attainments, and a lover of the high art. While her modern imitator was a coarse, illiterate woman and a
2: drunkard. <laughs> Hmm. She wasn't popular.
1: Nope, she wasn't popular. And Lucretia Borgia, oh, but she's pretty and she liked some pictures. <laughs> and also, she didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> if we can please make that point, Lucretia Borgia didn't do anything. Leave her alone. <laughs> but a huge amount of mixed feeling about this Mm. outcome. Because there are plenty of people who are like, yeah, Louisa Collins was not a liked person. She did not behave appropriately in society. Whatever we want to think about that now, it wasn't appropriate at the time to many people's opinions. Mm. And also two of her husbands are dead. And her first husband, she wasn't shy about not liking and Mm. finding very boring. But should she be hanged? People felt that she may have been unfairly targeted, by what we would now call the male establishment because they were very worried about women getting
2: up and getting ideas
1: ideas above their station they're very worried about
2: poisonous they're
1: very worried about poisonous you know as
2: one should be in general yes around this time
1: i mean they're a little later than than maybe some of the victorians in england but Very worried about women, oh, oh, okay, oh, they're just actually going to kill us. They they can kill us in our own homes and women shouldn't be doing that. No, 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 no. Painting the women is the worst and the most awful criminals of all. These women who were acting out because they were being sick of being treated like second class citizens. Well, now, okay, fine. You can have equality because the law decreed that she be hanged for murder and men and women can be equal in terms of punishment and the law, but you don't get the vote. And this is a thing that people clung on to at the time, and it made a big difference later on, is saying, you can say that Louisa Collins, for whatever you think of what she did, you're saying she's equal to a man in terms of the punishment she receives, because there were loads of men and other people saying she shouldn't be hanged. She's a woman. She's a mother. We can't do this. (laughs) And the law was very firm. No, no, she shall receive the same justice as a man. And all the girls go, great, do we have the vote now? (laughs) <laughs> you can't pick and choose So mm. Mm, big, big, big debate here There was a huge campaign to stop her being hanged Many people writing in And using kind of a But she's a woman, she's frail She's, she's, frail. she's,
2: she's a wicked people lady No, no, no
1: Her children even petitioned mm. And commissioned the governor uh, The governor of New South Wales at the time Charles Carrington Reviewed all of the petitions And he came back and he said It was with deep sorrow But he had to uphold the law He was his duty bound To accept the sentence of the court and as sad as it was, it was like, no, she is mm-hmm. to be hanged. I can't intervene. She would go to the gallows on the 8th of January, 1889. She would be hanged by a man helpfully named as Nosy Bob.
2: <laughs> nice. Loved
1: getting into people's business. Did Nosy Bob. Loved to gossip. Now, it wasn't because of his gossipy ways.
2: Because um, he had no nose? Yes. Or a very large nose? He
1: had no nose.
2: Did he chop it off by mistake one
1: day? No, he was kicked in the face by a horse. <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to hang the horse at the time. <gasps> And the horse just meted <laughs> out his own yep, justice. Uh, as a horse would. Also, people are awful, aren't they? Because <laughs> if you've got... No, no. If you've been disfigured by a fucking horse and all your mates are gathered around and you come back from the doctors and everyone's got, okay, right, so Bob Roberts coming in. Robert's going, don't say anything. Okay, we shouldn't say anything because he's, he's going to yeah. feel a bit funny. Okay. All right, nosy Bob. Nose, nose, nosy Bob. nosy Bob. No yeah. nose. Yeah, you twat. That! How <laughs> so <things look. laughs> nosy Bob standing there going, well this has been lovely. Uh, not a very good hangman either as well. <laughs> they could have just called him shitty, shitty hangman and that would have been better. No. <laughs> so she comes, Louisa comes to the gallows quietly. She'd spent the morning praying with the chaplain. And the chaplain would later say that she gave her confession to God Almighty but did not indicate whether that was a confession about anything else. Just, she, she purged her sins. She was quiet Apparently, she was quite steady. She didn't really flinch. She came on. The noose was placed around her neck. Bob went to the lever and pulled. Nothing happened. (laughs) He's like, shit. Come on, Bob. Oh, it's stuck. It's stuck. The pin's stuck. I can imagine him yelling this. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, he's shoveling around at it. Louisa's trying to maintain like a stoic kind of of steady dignity. He ends up getting a hammer and just twatting the lever about five times to knock this pin out nice (laughs) just probably you bastard you fucking mother hit that finally the trap door opens she goes down at a curved angle apparently (laughs) which is not nice the rope stretches she is killed instantly it seems but with a nice spurt of blood
2: nice nice a bit of drama at the end
1: spurt of blood others other reports of other more lurid papers say blood gushed forth (laughs) but there was a clear spurt of blood because the force of the drop had torn open her neck uh. exposed her windpipe and like practically decapitated her so her head was just sort of lolling and then just blood was just running down her body well, but
2: like, do your yeah, artery isn't it? So, so. Yeah.
1: So they left her hanging there for 20 minutes.
2: Just to make, just to make sure. Just to
1: make sure. I mean she was dead the bitch was dead. <laughs> She was dead. Her head's almost off. Yes, that's going to do the trick. Then she was cut down and she was buried in Rockwood Cemetery, which is still there today, which I think her first husband was also Mm. buried in. The execution caused more outrage because she had died in such a brutal way. And one report read, it was cold-hearted, cowardly, damnable. If it had been the duty of those men to slaughter some dangerous animal, every possible care would have been taken to have had the machinery at their command in thorough working order. But because they had to deal only with a defenceless woman, no thought was given to the condition of mm. the principal means of putting her out of her existence. Some such wretched bungling has occurred before in various places, but should it be repeated in these colonies, the people of Australia with one voice should demand that the gallows be raised, never be allowed again to be erected anywhere throughout these lands, and it should be cast down at any rate and utterly abolished. I'll go with that. Yeah. (laughs) People have debated for years whether or not Louisa was guilty of both murders or if she had just been used as an example. Is it possible she had killed her first husband? But what about Michael? Why did it take four trials to find her guilty? And should it have reached four trials? Her name was not very well known as some writers have pointed out, for many, many years Mm -hmm. afterwards, even though this case was sensational at the time, and people have suggested that it was society's guilt at meeting out this justice to her. Her case has also been credited as helping the suffrage movement. Women were able to use her case as an example of hypocrisy. You cannot deem us equal in the eyes of the law and also refuse to give us the same rights as men in modern society. So Louisa's death may have served a purpose in the end, but did she deserve to be on the gallows, or was she guilty of much worse? And that is the story of Louisa Collins. Mm.
2: Mm. Mm. Well, what do you think, Nick? I think she's a horrid woman. <laughs> I, I, very, very rarely do I have such a visceral reaction to so someone. I'm,
1: I'm intrigued that you've had such yeah, a visceral reaction absolutely. to her. No,
2: really, don't like her. Yeah. Now I try to, be, I try to be generally sympathetic and sort mm. of see it, but no, I think. It's, vile woman does she deserve to hang no no i, I don't i, I don't I believe in capital, capital punishment, punishment no, at all. No. so was she guilty yes hmm. but certainly the first husband
1: second one no. questionable
2: but certainly i think certainly the first one and i just don't think she's very nice woman whatsoever
1: hmm. i agree with you researching this and there's there's a very very good book written about her by one female writer who did a really good job of it and you know this one writer and a couple of others afterwards did take more of a feminist view of it and saying you know Actually, is this the whole story? Is this the whole story? Was Louisa used as a scapegoat? It does seem that, yeah, she may have killed her first husband. Michael, maybe he was just annoying her. She got away with the first one. Same sort of thing. Maybe. Does it make mean that she's the worst woman who ever lived? No. No, no absolutely but not. her case stacks up with so many of the other poisoners that we've ever covered it's but I think, the-
2: she, I think she's approaching more of a psychopath than some others who have done it because they have lived and experienced dreadful, dreadful things. Mm. Some women who have been treated appallingly mm. um, by husbands and what have you, and have, that have is uh, suffered yeah. horrendously at their hands, and then you think, okay, that's yeah. not that it's justified, but it's is understandable why someone would mm. would act out in that. Yes, she didn't have much fun. That's that's with her, the fir- with her first husband. Yeah, that's not um, an excuse to kill someone. That's exactly. never an excuse so, to kill someone. So is he was he wasn't abusive, he wasn't um violent or anything like that. Mm. Uh, yes, he was boring, uh, <laughs> but
1: and and people mm. will argue that oh well we don't know what if that didn't come out because the patriarchy were covering it up and that it comes that out happen.
2: it comes it out it does come out every other time though it comes it, out all the other times it so it why didn't it this one
1: she could uh. have easily used that as an excuse and said he was a terrible terrible man and she could have said all manner of things but
2: yeah. i wanted to have some fun i couldn't he was stifling my mm. outgoing yes he's 15 years older. Mm. He won. Well, he's a, he's done his f- fun life. Yeah. With his first wife or something. He just wants he just wants to sit down an now and now. Oh, he was
1: just naturally a oh, boring Oh, he was just naturally naturally boring person. And she was very vivacious and she was very, and and,
2: yeah. So a terrible it, terrible match, absolutely.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she shouldn't have been forced into a marriage um, in the first place with but, this guy. She, she shouldn't have been it, shoved in there. She should have been allowed hopefully to have found someone. Yeah, it seems pretty cut and dried. There's yeah. a lot of arsenic involved and with Michael maybe she was just getting fed up with his aunt. yeah. Yeah. Well, well, why not?
2: Yeah. If he gets better, the gambling's Mm. only going to get worse. The debt's going to get more. Do I quit while I'm ahead? She didn't gain anything from that one like she did with the first one. The issue I
1: have with it, regardless of what Louisa did, we look at other cases we've covered, is the number of trials. Because Mm. you've had mostly men. You've had a couple of women, uh, famously, who they couldn't reach a decision on, and that's it. Done. They walk free. They've we had some, some notorious murders. Who just the evidence was so much more. And the men walk free and that's it. They're like, oh, well, we didn't get him. And they just went after her relentlessly, like three trials for the same murder and another one thrown in there just again and again and again and again until the jury kind of went, oh, my God, all right. <laughs> How fair was the system there? But and we it's know, a, a really—we
2: we know the system isn't wasn't fair—and it's, <laughs> it's really tough. For women at that point, absolutely,
1: it's tough because she probably did it. She probably mm. did it, but to take four trials to convict her, to keep going and going and going, but other people didn't get that. And it's like, well, okay, look, you've got to be fair, but yeah, and then she ended up being hanged. Mm.
3: Mm. It's a tricksy
1: one. It's—I it's think that's the debate at the end that gets mm. people. I really i don't think there's any argument that she she did some bad stuff
2: no yeah
1: personally i don't maybe there is something that i've missed that (laughs) there was a third person hiding behind the big grassy (laughs) bush where she was kissing i don't think the system was fair in the end regardless of whether or not she was an innocent in it but it did help the suffrage movement
2: well, there we go. Yeah, achieve something, goes. something good. Yeah.
1: Well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the case of Louisa Collins? Do you think that she was guilty? Do you think she absolutely did everything she was accused of, or do you think she was innocent? Do you mm-hmm. think she was a victim of circumstance? Are there more bits of this story that haven't been covered that you've heard about that you'd like to share with us? Did she receive justice in the end, or something else? <laughs> Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments wherever you listen to this episode. Tell us your thoughts, your theories, your musings, your essays on this. (laughs) But most importantly, while musing away, Mm. you must mix up the lion and the The lamb. lamb
2: Went on a right treat.
1: It was good. Good one. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, definitely. But
1: it does feel Christmassy.
2: It does have a definite Christmassy twang about it. So perhaps Mm. not the best one for the height of summer.
1: Well, it's good because we're previewing this.
2: This is true, it's one, one for the book for yeah, a boxing day, Christmas Eve. Oh, yes, that'll go down the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll mix some of those up for a Christmas
1: special. We will revisit this, we'll be this. having many of these. Mix up the cocktail if you've tried the pimento liqueur. Is this a liqueur or a spirit?
2: Uh, I'd probably call it a liqueur.
1: A liqueur, yeah, if you've tried it before. Let us know. Let Mm. us know. Are there other cocktails that you've tried it in? Are you a big fan of it? Tell us the history of that as well. (laughs) And did it kill anyone? We'd love to know. And also send us your pictures of any cocktails you are enjoying wherever you are in the world. Please share them on Instagram. Share them to your own stories and tag us in it because it means that we can reshare them with others. You can DM us and it's nice, but we'll just go, hey, that's nice. (laughs) But then we'll just have a chat. Be lovely. Please follow us on TikTok if you haven't already because we share lots of little funny videos. Videos in there and we'd love to have more comments and just more more attention on there really really helps (laughs) to elevate the podcast. Join us on Patreon if you haven't already and leave us a review on Apple iTunes if you can. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoners Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you.